Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Aussies Only, our weekly look at the Australian players on tour. Hello and thank you for tuning in to this massive edition of Aussies Only, our weekly podcast here at the First Serve, where we take the time to specifically tune into how our Aussies are tracking around the globe. We've got a very special guest on the show this week, all thanks to Latua Tennis. Check them out at Latua Tennis on Instagram or latuatennis.com. Make sure to check out their brand new Dig 3 collection. You would have seen a number of players donning the Dig 3 collection at this year's Australian Open. One of the men behind Latua Tennis joins us today. Jed Zetzer here alongside former pro Jake Eames. Welcome to the show, Jake. Yeah, thanks for having me back again. Uh, pretty excited this week again. We've got um, James Duckworth, who I grew up with actually. So good to, good to be able to catch up with him. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. James, how are you going in this time? What's your what's your living arrangement looking like? And yeah, how are you traveling? Yeah, I mean, it's been a difficult time for yeah, every, everyone, really. Um, I'm currently in Brisbane. I live in an apartment here with my girlfriend. Yeah, just doing little bits of little bits of training to, to keep myself busy, keep myself fit. And uh, yeah, just sort of waiting for everything to, to be uh, lifted. You're obviously from New South Wales. So he's Brisbane for you, obviously a tactical decision for your training? Yeah, so I've been here for nearly seven years now. Um, I was at the AIS for uh, a couple of years um, in Canberra and then the AIS sort of moved from, from Canberra and uh, sort of some of the coaches went, um, went up here to Brisbane, some went to Melbourne and the coaches that I was working with, um, Brent Larkham and, and Ian Prangley, both moved up here and, um, you know, I sort of I followed them and um, I've been up here ever since. Yeah, it's, it's a great space, uh, great place to, to train, um, great facilities. There's a good coaching team here. Um, weather's obviously really good. Um, and yeah, really, really enjoying my time here. James, are you able to hit it all at the moment? How are you managing to keep fit? Yeah, well, actually, so, I mean, yeah, now you are able to, the, the academy has, has opened up. Um, so, yeah, players are allowed to go in there and, and hit two to a court. But myself personally, I, as soon as the tennis season was suspended, um, I'd been having some, uh, just some shoulder issues for about nine months. I was sort of living on and inflamed and a few cortisone injections. So as soon as it was suspended, I, I suspected uh, we were going to be out for a while. So I actually had a quick... Um, little arthroscope in my, in my, in my shoulder. Um, just had a little little clean out there. Yeah, so I'm just sort of rehabbing that. I, I haven't actually started hitting yet. Um, just been doing a lot of lot of rehab and, and physical work. I was able to get um, a couple of pieces of equipment from the 
from the gym at the academy in my apartment. So I got a, I got a watt bike here and um, doing a bit of footwork and bit of bit of running. It's well, it's crazy you say you've had shoulder issues because you were in arguably career best form um, heading into this into this lockdown. I was actually going to ask you mentally, how are you coping um, with not being able to play, considering you know you've had so many injuries over the last few years, and then you get on a run, you're you know inside the top eighty, you're flying Davis Cup debut. How is it mentally? How are you coping with that? Yeah, I mean, I, look, so I mean, my shoulder was was giving me problems for a, for a, a long period, um, but I was still able to to play and uh, just sort of manage it, manage my workloads. Um, like I said, using some using anti inflammatories, getting you know regular treatment, taping that sort of thing, and and I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't have got anything done if um, the season was wasn't suspended. I would have just kept kept going the way I was going. Um, you know, I was obviously still able to play. But I just thought um, with this opportunity, might just give it a crack to, to to see if I can improve it at all. So yeah, hopefully I, c- I can use this time to, to get this sh- this shoulder as as you know as good as it possibly can be and, and come out the other side better. Yeah, it's obviously a, you know a good time for you to recover and get it right. Playing great tennis, you're well inside top 100 as as we've seen. What do you think about the state of the ATP at the moment? Obviously, play is going to be hard to get back this year. I think. Have you heard any you know rumors about when it'll be up and running? Uh, if there's going to be any domestic plans to, to play events here locally, what, what do you think's going on there? Yeah, so at, at this stage, um, the season's been suspended till I think it's July 13th or July 14th. Apparently, more updates are going to be coming uh, on uh, mid-May. But look, personally, I, I think it's unlikely this season will be um, up and running this year, just you know, as our sport is so international. I think international travel will, will be tough for this year. You know, Hopefully next year we, we can go ahead. And um, yeah, there was, a, there was a call the other day um, from Craig Tiley and all the other sort of pro players in, in Australia. And, and he's, he's looking to put forward uh, quite a few domestic events. Firstly, just in the sort of the cities that that uh, you're you're living in and, and and training in right now. So it would be Brisbane for, for me. And then once once sort of domestic restrictions are undone, um, then look to do some yeah some interstate stuff and and, and play some interstate events. Uh, he wasn't exactly sure on on the details of that whether you know it would be a combination I, I think of teams events and and. Um, just some regular tournament, maybe uh, an Australian sort of championships, which could be quite cool. And yeah, he, he was hopeful of, of that starting not 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 too um, in the not too distant future. That's something that the tennis fans in Australia would certainly be interested in. And obviously, for players, it would just be amazing to be able to compete again. So that sounds like a great idea. Speaking of the tour and actually, you know, performing, doing well on it, um, you've won eleven Challenger titles. Picked up a great one in India before the Aussie Open 2020, another one in February in India again. Have you found where you like to play and where your, your game really suits well to perform and get wins on the board? I've always enjoyed playing in faster conditions. You know, having, a, you know, my serve is probably my best shot and, and um, you know, conditions where I'm able to get three points on, on serve are, are quite good for me. Um, India, yeah, I've won a couple of challenges there. There's a little bit of altitude, so um, the ball's flying through the air pretty quick and, and um, yeah, I'm able to, to hold serve pretty well. And then I, I think also my return of serve you know, is, is one of my, you know, one of, another positive of my game. So those those two areas, I, I guess, yeah, are, are key for me. And, in, yeah, in the faster conditions, I think I can, I can um, you know, use those to, to my advantage quite well. I also really enjoy the grass court season, so I was really disappointed when, when uh, Wimbledon was, was cancelled. I, I enjoyed getting on the, on the grass and 
Um, so yeah, just yeah, the, the faster conditions where I'm able to, to use my serve, use my return, and, and uh, sort of get those sort of free points. James, across your career, you've been quite consistent on all surfaces, and as you've just mentioned, you know you like the fast and you like the grass as well. Do you have a preferred surface? Yeah, either be a fast hard court or a, or a grass court. Yeah, that, that's where I've had my best results. In saying that, I've qualified for French a couple of times. But the only yeah. thing is at French Open, when, when it does get hotter and, and a little bit windier, the courts actually play pretty quick and they're pretty bouncy. So they, they can help a, a, a big server. Speaking of, I guess, Australian plays um, and local competitions, um, as a junior, you, uh, you did really well growing up locally and obviously on ITF Tour as well, seven in the world. But in terms of a Australian players, who's the most competitive player you think you've come across or you used to come across a lot throughout your career? Yeah, growing up my age, I mean, the best, the best player was Bernie. You know, I played him in a few nationals. I, I never got the, never, yeah, got him. But I mean, I guess right now, I think everyone's, the, the top few guys are, are really great competitors and you, you see that in practice as well. I practice quite a bit with, with uh, you know, a couple of guys, Johnny Millman, Jordan Thompson and Alex Demon, uh, those, those guys, you, you see them you know, out on the TV just, just laying everything out there and uh, you see them playing, for da- playing Davis Cup for Australia and just, just you know, fighting for every point. And you know, I think th- those, those attributes, those fighting attributes that those guys have got are, are taking them to, to some pretty good heights in, in, in their career. James, what was it like making a Davis Cup debut earlier this year? Something that you've spoken about for most of your career, a massive goal of yours. What was it like? Talk us through it. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was a, it was a dream come true, um, getting the call from, from Leighton. He originally called me whilst I was in India playing, playing that last challenger. He called me, called me first of all saying, look, mate, we're, we're doing a, a, um, a selection conference in, in about half an hour with myself, Krabby and, and Rochi. If, um, you know, if you're selected, would you, would you make yourself available? I was, I was like, why are you making that call? <laughs> believe I didn't know he yeah he had to make those sorts of calls so yeah I was he got my sort of hopes up then I wasn't really thinking about it too much I knew there was a, a tie but I was just trying to sort of focus on, on myself and and then yeah 30 minutes later he called me back and said look you're in and I was pretty pumped also with with Davis Cup when you when you play you get a uh, when you're named in the team you get a number and and my number was is uh, 111 and I thought that was also a pretty cool number to get on uh, on your gold jacket. So um, yeah, it was it was a great honour to be selected. Uh, it was a great week. I, I really enjoy those weeks. I've been part of them um, a few times before. I haven't been in the in the actual team before. And um, yeah, it, it was great fun to to play in front of the the home crowd. It was a tough loss. You know, Piers and I lost seven six in the third. We're up a break in the third, which was. You know, tough to swallow, but um, you know, it was great the way Johnny and and uh, and Tomo really battled hard and, and was able to you know get us over the line in the end. Um, and look, hope, it'd be really nice if we could play the finals in Madrid. I know it's probably looking unlikely at, at this stage, but um, that'd be that'd be something that I'd love to be part of also. Mate, with that doubles match as well, you know, it's sometimes in those ties you don't play too many doubles matches with the partner you end up playing with for your country. How do you manage? being thrown into a situation like that? Yeah, it was, it was interesting because originally the team was uh, Nick, Demon, Johnny, Tomo and myself. And they were looking at, you know, Tomo and I playing doubles together. We'd, we'd, played, um, we'd played a few times before that. And um, yeah, that, that was the original plan. And then Nick had a sore wrist, wasn't able to come. And then and Demon with, with his ab wasn't quite right. So then Piersy got the the call-up. Um, we'd we'd practiced, I've known John for a, a long time. We'd practiced a few times previously at, at Davis Cup ties. 
Um, never played a match, but then, um, yeah, the whole week leading up, we were, we were practicing together and we we're actually practicing pretty well. And yeah, look, it just came down to a, a few points in, in the end. Um, you know, seven six in the third, eight six in the third set tiebreaker. It was it was super tight. There's probably you know a couple of things we, we both would have liked to have done a, a little bit better. And um, you know, hopefully, we've given the chance again. We we can um, you know play well and, and uh, you know hopefully turn the result around. James, I mean, massive honour making a Davis Cup debut. It's always been a dream of yours. Um, I'm putting you on the spot here, but who would you say is the most influential figure in your career that's got you to that point? Tough to say one person. I've had a few. When I first sort of went into the AIS, I, you know, I, was, I started um, you know, working quite a bit with, with Brent Larkham and, and Ian Prangley. Sort of before I went into the AIS, I, I, I guess I didn't really know what it was like to train as a professional and sort of train full time. Before that, I was always, I was at school and was training after hours. And um, sort of those, those, those two coaches, um, you know, Brent from a tennis standpoint and, and Prangers from a, a physical standpoint sort of prepared me for what the, the tour was like and, and sort of showed me how to, how to train and, and um, you know, prepare myself and, and uh, what I needed to do on and off the court to, to be a, a tour player week in, week out. And then also throughout my career, I've been able to to spend quite a bit of time with Leighton. You know, he he had a he had a house in Sydney for for a number of years, and um, throughout pre seasons, I would uh, do a few weeks at a time with with him at, at his place, and um, you know, you just see how hard he would work, the intensity that he would bring to to every practice, and you know, any chance you could you could you get to to spend time and and train with a, a former world number one and Grand Slam champion is just you know invaluable and. You still see that today, um, you know, at Davis Cup ties, he's still hitting and, and uh, you know, the knowledge that he's, he's able to, to pass on to myself and, and, and other players is, you know, second to none. I guess those uh, few guys. And then, then also, I would say just my, my family, my dad, my brother and sister have been, you know, great support. Uh, I've obviously gone through quite a few um, ups and downs in my careers, in, in my career. Um, with with injury and 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 whatnot and and um, you know they've they've always you know pushed me to 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 keep going and and to keep keep fighting through those 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 tough situations. So um, yeah, I, I guess that's those are the people who who I've, who I've leaned on and and um, have, have have you know got me to where I am. Yeah, I think it's super important to have great role models, great support uh, in a tennis career. It's extremely difficult to be doing what you're doing from such a young age. And it obviously runs in the blood, mate. I was checking up and uh, your grandmother, Beryl, swept out a couple of singles and doubles titles at the 1955 Australian Championship. So yeah. it's obviously <laughs> deep in the roots there. Um, this year you played uh, Aussie Open, lost in five to Bedeen. Mate, you've had some cracking um, Grand Slam matches. What are some that really stand out to you? Yeah, that was a tough loss. I had a few <laughs> five setters. All the ones at Aussie Open are... Are always quite special. Getting that home support is is awesome. It's my favourite tournament of the year. Um, the the crowd support you get is is yeah is is incredible. I guess I, I would have to say one of the best moments in my, in my career that, that stands out to me was was at Aussie Open. My first my first year of main draw. I think I was nineteen. I I, I got a wild card. I I won my first round. I beat Jurgen Zop first round in, in, in straight sets, and then in my second round, I was playing um, playing Yanko Tipsarovic. So he was he was number eight in the world at the time, and uh, I won the first set, and then I lost the second. And we were we were in the third set, and we were sitting down at change of ends, and we we're playing at Margaret Court Arena. 
packs, you know, sort of 6,000 people there. And um, so we're, we're, we're playing in, in the middle of, yeah, a pretty intense battle. And this one guy in the crowd stands up and he, he says, everyone, everyone, be quiet, be quiet. And he starts going, old MacDonald had a farm, <laughs> E-I-E-I-O. And on that farm there was a duck. And then, you know, with a quack, quack here and the whole crowd's just going quack, quack. And that, that was a... That's a amazing. Moment. And, yeah, something that'll, that'll be in, um, you know, in, in the memory bank for, for the rest of my life, you know. 6,000 people quacking for for you um, was, was pretty cool. That's unbelievable. I was actually in the stands that day. I don't know if I remember that, but I definitely would have been quacking if he, if he, was, <laughs> if he got it up and going. The year after, so, you know, you've made the second round. Year after, you get drawn to play against one of your great mates, Ben Mitchell. Do you mind taking us through that whole experience? Um, what was the reaction like when you get drawn to play him at the Australian Open in the main draw? And then obviously it's a cracker, goes to five, eight, six in the fifth. Um, what's the reaction like afterwards? Yeah, I mean, it was a, a strange situation. It's always tough playing a mate and... Um... I just started with a with a new coach then. Previously, Ben and I had, had both shared a coach throughout the AIS, so we were travelling a lot together. Um, you know, sharing the same coach, same fitness trainer. I don't think no, we weren't staying together that week. Though we were we were in different apartments, but staying at the same place. So yeah, it was, it's it's a really tough situation. You know, you, you you're great mates, and and you're obviously fighting for a pretty big prize. But uh, yeah, went out there and. Had a pretty good battle. I remember, win, yeah, won the first two sets, and Benny came back hard, and and uh, yeah, I managed to, to scrape it out eight eight six in the in the fifth. It was a yeah pretty brutal encounter. The crowd was great. It was yes, yeah, it was sort of a, a, a mixed crowd, which you don't often get at Australian Open. But, you know, always being an Aussie, you usually get that the most support. But that week, it was a really physical week. I played, I played mm-hmm. Benny. We played nearly five hours. Played eight six in the in the fifth, and then the next day. I had to play doubles. I was playing doubles with Gooch and we ended up losing in close to three hours. We lost seven, six and a third in doubles. And then I had to, had to back up singles the following day. I had to play Blaz Kavchich and it was about 40 degrees that day. And, you know, I was always already pretty tired from playing, you know, close to five hours against Benny, three hours of doubles. And then, um, yeah, ended up losing to, losing to Blaz 10, eight and a fifth. That was a, a heartbreaker that one. So I was, I was, Pretty tired at, at the end of that. It was yeah, a bit of an opportunity missed, un, un, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, that was, that was the way it went. You've actually sort of built a mini rivalry against Blaz. You then played him at the French Open that year and then got some revenge with a win against him at the Australian Open a couple of years down the track. Do you, um, do you ever speak to him about those matches? Yeah, well, so, so we played at Aussie Open that year and then he gave me an absolute snipping at French. I qualified for French. I was playing well. Like I... A qualified beating. I beat Schwartzman second round of qualies and I beat Leovich last round of qualies. Yeah. I was going in pretty confident and I played him and he just gave me the treatment, two, two and two. Um, then the following year, I actually I actually played him at French qualies. I think it was second round of French qualies. And I was able to get him then and then played him the following year. I was the open first round. I beat him in five sets then. So I guess, yeah, we're, we're, I, I, saw him, um, I saw him in Umea earlier this year. He'd been out with injury for a little bit. And we were, yeah, we were speaking about it. We, you know, we were saying that we wanted to play at Wimbledon and, and US Open. Um, as obviously we, we played at, uh, at Aussie Open and, and French. And, you know, we're, we're two matches all. You know, I, yeah. I, told him, I told him I don't think I, don't think I would lose to him on grass. But, but <laughs> he, he, thought, he thought maybe US <laughs> Open he, he might get me. So hopefully we get to play a couple more times. <laughs> 
it's always awesome when those game styles and, and personalities make for great rivalries. You've had to play some, some big scalps um, throughout your career. You mentioned before that you served your strength, you're winning a high percentage of first service points. Who is the best player that you've come across and, and faced on the other side of the net? Yeah, I mean, I, so I've, I've, I mean, the best three guys I've played have been Rafa, Roger and, and Murray. Um, I played, played Murray twice, played, played Roger um, a couple of times and, and Rafa once. When I, I, played, I played Murray after his, his hip surgery, so he, he wasn't and, uh, quite as, as at, his, at his peak. Personally, I think he probably would have been the toughest that I, that I would have played when he's in form, just, just the game style matchup. Um, but one year I played, I played Roger at, at Aussie Open first round, 2014. Sort of played quite well against him then, had, had, a, had a reasonable sort of score. But then played him the following year at, at Brisbane. And we played at night in Brisbane and it was super dead and, and pretty slow. The ball, I wasn't able to get the ball up on his backhand at all. And it was quarters and he, he'd sort of got his eye in and that night he gave me a, the absolute treatment. <laughs> and, oh, I had absolutely no answer. I, I was, you know, I was serving, you know, 210, 215, and, and he was putting returns back on my shoelaces and I, I was on the baseline. Um, that night he, he was untouchable. I, I, you know, I really struggled to read his serve. Uh, I think he's got one of the most accurate serves ever. And, yeah, that, that night there was, oh, there, there was not much I could do. And, yeah, I can see, I can see why he's won 20-odd grand slams after, <laughs> after that sniffing. Absolutely. Um, James, so you've, when it comes to draws at Grand Slam level in recent times, you've probably been given the hard end of the stick. You've had to face Rafa, Murray, Chilich, Zverev, Songa, Gasquet. Those are just a couple of the names that, have, um, that you've had to face recently. Mentally, you know, you've been competitive in all those matches. You've taken quite a few sets. Mentally, do you look at that sort of in a positive way that, you know, you're able to compete with those guys or are you just sort of thinking, gee, when am I going to get a break with a draw? You would prefer to play, to not play a Grand Slam champion in the first round. But it's also a, a great opportunity. And, you know, if you're playing those guys, you, you get to really test yourself, get to really see where your game's at. You, you know, most time you're playing on, on a big court, um, which is, you know, why you play tennis. You, you want to play in front of a big crowd. You, you want to entertain. And, um, yeah, like I said, good chance to, to see where my game's at. You know, I'm, I'm sort of of the belief that, that if you don't think that you're a chance to win, there's, there's not a whole lot of point in going out there. Um, although against those guys, I'm obviously not favourite. I, I still have, you know, the, the belief that, that, I, that I can win if I play my best tennis. And, and I guess with my game style, with, with my serve, I, I can create problems for, for those sorts of guys. Um, like I said, I, I've been close in, in, in a few of those encounters. Um, and those sort of matches are what you sort of what you do all the hard work for, what you what you train for. Hopefully, in in the future, I, I could, you know, win one of those. That that's a that's a, a big goal for sure. I know a lot of other guys on the tour as well talk about some of your strengths being your ability to hand, handle pressure. You know, the way you think you think your way through through matches. I'll take you down memory lane a little bit. I remember uh, under 14s there was a poster of you in Gosford Tennis Centre, and it said, James Duckworth, the pressure cooker. Um, <laughs> later, on, later on that year, I watched you play a big guy for our age, um, Logan McKenzie, who was just dropping bombs and serving aces everywhere. And I went to your court, and you were just sitting on every serve. And apparently, you figured out something in his action where you could read his serve. Did anyone teach you these skills, how to handle pressure, and how to, how to really, I guess, strategize your way through matches? Or something you just uniquely found on your own? 
it's not something that I've, yeah, I don't recall anyone sort of teaching me things. I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty big uh, student of the game. I, I watch a lot of tennis. I guess, I guess, yeah, my, my mental aspect is, is one of the, the strengths of my game. I, I'm, before I go into a match, I, I generally have a, well, I, I do, I always have a, a bit of a plan. And I, I'm someone who likes to watch quite a bit of footage prior also. So I guess I'm always looking for, for little different cues and, and um, I guess uh, plays that, and patterns that, that players um, will, will go to, in particular under, under pressure. We're lucky enough at, at Tennis Australia to, to have some, um, some, some people who, who are able to provide us with, with video analysis. So I'm, I'm often going through, through that. And, um, yeah, I think, I think going in with a, with a plan and, and um, you know, being prepared is, is, is something that uh, I've always sort of done. And, um, yeah, I think it, it, it really helps me. And um, yeah, I'd probably say, yeah, it is, it is one of my strengths. James, um when you play these big guys, you know, that you're not someone they want to play. Often you'll hear them afterwards saying, you know, you came out with a really strong game plan. You've, you know, you've got the brains for it. Would you consider coaching um, after your playing career? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoy tennis, first of all. Um, it's, yes, it's a sport that I, that I love. Like I said, I watch quite a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what, what I want to do post-playing. Post um, coaching definitely is an, is an option. I, I enjoy, yeah, the, the, the tactical side of things and, and uh, I guess trying to break break down opponents and, 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 and figuring out ways to, I guess, I, yeah, I, I guess win a match is, is, is something that, that I enjoy, that sort of, uh, yeah, yeah that, that construction and, and um, you know, grind through, through, through a match. Um, so, yeah, uh, coaching definitely is, is an option. You know, whether or not I go down that route, I'm, I'm not sure yet. Hopefully I've got a few more years to, to think about that. Your doors are still open, mate. You um you ticked off a commerce degree as well while starting on the tour. How did you manage that? Oh well, I, so actually, I haven't I haven't finished that. Okay. I, I just yeah, I, I've done um I've done ten subjects. I think there's twenty four. So I've actually just in, in re enrolled. We we start again um middle of middle of July. So yeah, I, I'll uh, be, be getting back into that as, as you know, Obviously, there's there's not a lot of tennis going on right now. Uh, yeah, I, I just, just, it's just something that, that I want to do just to con- continue my, my learning and, and um, you know, maybe something that I, that I might use post-tennis career. Do you find it difficult to juggle studying and uh, playing on the circuit? Or does it give you yeah. a, bit of a bit of a break as well and a bit of yeah, I mean, off I, and around something else? Uh, yeah, a, a bit of both. Like it is, it is tough at, at certain times, um, you know, when, when there are a, a big weeks, um, important weeks, and, and you've still got a bit of, bit of uni work to, to do um so it's, i guess time management is, is pretty critical for that um then on the other side it is it is nice to give yourself a little bit of a a, a break from from tennis so uh yeah i mean i'm going back into it and and uh you know hopefully i can learn a few things you've displayed tremendous resilience time and time again throughout your career coming back from countless surgeries and always managing to fight back to the top 100 a lot of players set that goal to crack the top 100. You're there now. Have you set yourself sort of the next goal that you'd like to achieve? Yeah, well, so, yeah, at the start of this year, my, my goal was to, um, to, to play Davis Cup, which was, which was great. And then I wanted to, to get higher than my career high of 82, which I, which I was able to do. I guess we, we didn't really sort of speak about it. I probably would have, you know, looked at, at a few, few things post-Davis Cup, but obviously as, as the season was suspended. But, but I guess the natural progression was, was top 50. For me, the, the, the biggest thing that I was just focused 
focusing on over the last year, year and a half was was staying was one staying healthy. Um, that's you know been an absolute killer for me. Uh, I haven't been able to to stay on the court for for long periods of, of time. So so staying healthy was the number one goal, and then just improving my game. There there's still quite a few areas that that I feel I, I need to um, to work on, and and um, you know I'm hopeful if. If I can, yeah, stay healthy and continue to improve my game, then, then uh, my, my ranking will take care of itself. There's, there's a few Duckworth fans out there. Now, we've got a fan question here. Can't tell you if it's from the guy who stood up and sung uh, <laughs> on McDonald's. They want to know what it's like being on tour with Mark Polmans. Mark Polmans. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marky is, is always a lot of fun. We played their dubs at Aussie Open this year. Funny story about our doubles, actually. So we were playing in our third round of, uh, of the dubs. Um, show court three, we were playing Suarez and Pavic, and we're in a third set tiebreaker. Now, as you know, um, well, as most people know, the last two years at Aussie Open, uh, final set tiebreakers have been super tiebreakers. And so we're down 7 6 in the, in the breaker. Marky served. And I've crossed and I've, I've, I've missed time the backhand volley. I've, I've shanked it and missed it wide. And Marky's come up to me and he's gone, oh, thanks for playing, Ducks. <laughs> I said, it's first attempt, mate. <laughs> Down eight six, I said, it's first attempt, mate. He's gone, oh, oh, it was that. <laughs> and we end up winning. We end up winning 11-9, mate, the quarters. That is unbelievable. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Um, yeah, he, he needs to need to read up on his on his rules, Marky. But no, always a lot of fun. Always enjoy practicing with him. Great guy, works hard, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's a lot of fun to be around. That's brilliant. Staying um, with these fan questions, we've got another one that's come through. They want to know what is the worst place that you've had to travel to on the tour. I'd probably say China. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough there with you know the language barrier. The the food's often often tricky. There's often not great food there, and uh, then all all the internet access is is tricky. You need VPNs. You can't get onto Google. WhatsApp doesn't always work. Yeah, that's that, that's that's probably the, the toughest place to, to to go and 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 play, especially for you know Australians. Now the same person's asked, what's the best place you've travelled to on the tour? I mean, I, I always enjoy playing in Australia. That's that's always good fun. But outside of Australia, I, I really enjoy the the, uh, the the English grass court swing. Love playing on grass. Uh, usually, weather is is okay in summer in in England and. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of similarities between England and, and Australia, and uh, especially playing at Wimbledon, it's 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 really cool. It's, it's just a great vibe of that place. You know, you, there's just this sort of aura about it that that you can't really reproduce anywhere else. And uh, yeah, you, you really feel uh, quite special being able to, to play there. Thanks so much for spending the time to have a chat with us. I've seen you play since 12 years of age. Even back then, you're always a player that you know, had the goods. You, you can pick that you would have uh, made top 100. You've done that and you can probably go a lot further, mate. So all the best. Um, good luck with the injuries and look forward to seeing you back on court. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really look forward to um, tracking your progress, James. You've got the, you know, the prime of your career ahead of you and really appreciate some of those stories. They were really great value. No dramas. Thanks a lot. Thank you, James. Thank you, Jake. And thank you for tuning into this edition of Aussies Only. LatourTennis.com. Check them out for the latest Dig 3 collection. You can check us out on social media at The First Serve and at Aussie Tennis Talks. Another edition of Aussies Only. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Aussies Only, part of The First Serve, your home of tennis.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.